Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Organized Chaos. It's your girl, Nicole. Yeah, mamacita, Emiliana. Wow, you better shout. (laughs) (laughs) Happy, ah. (laughs) Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. Is that how we say it? No, because God died today, didn't he? Jesus died today. God is Jesus. No, Jesus is God's son. Who no. he sent to God, us. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all one. Mm, it's the Holy Trinity. Doesn't mean they're all one. They're part of the Pretty Trinity. Sure it says they're all one. No. Pretty sure Jesus says, if you see me, you see God. Yeah, because it's God's son. It's a reflection of God. One of them, all of them died today. No. Jesus died, and, they and he begged, themselves. and he begged God for his life last night. He begged himself. He begged God for his life, and God said, "Now nah, you gotta die for these other sinner children of mine." And here we are, suffering still. <laughs> no, actually, not over Easter. <laughs> please, 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 please. These boundaries, I'm not gonna cross them. <laughs> oh, I've just said, are, you, are we still okay? H- happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. I am grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on my behalf. I am here and I know I have grace. I know no matter how many times I fall down, I can always go back to the house of the Lord and to the feet of our Lord and just be forgiven because he died for my sins and a love like that is why are you looking at me like that <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> why are you looking at me like that a love like that a love like that is a love like no other I don't think apart from the only love that gets close but still isn't as close is parental love unconditional love that God has given us and parental love doesn't even get close because the parents are human beings happy good Friday team amen God died he's gonna resurrect on Monday um in the meantime vibes thanks for the public holidays let's say and thanks for taking us suffering thanks for saying you'll take our suffering he didn't say he took us suffering away. He said he will die for our sins so we can make it to heaven. We just choose to repent. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so it's not about your life here. It's about saving your eternal life in heaven. Oh, so my life here was going to be shit regardless. Yeah, that was not guaranteed. That was, that was never guaranteed. You've set, you <laughs> you set you up for failure. There's only so much one man can do. Okay. Yeah. okay. So he said, I can guarantee your eternal life. Oh, uh, okay. So this is about my future. Yes. This is uh, about okay. your life after okay. death. Cool. 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 Sorry, cool. <laughs> John 3.16. What does it say? For, for God, God so saves. loved the world that, that he gave, gave his only son. son. And so well believes in him. Shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. How are you? It's actually a big glass. <coughs> like it's bigger than I thought. Sorry, because I was looking through videos and there's a video where we both have one and I was like, fuck me, these glasses are so small. But then now that I see it, it's actually quite a big glass. It's, yeah, it's 
quite a big it's one. It's sizable. It's not It's sizable. Small. Yeah, if you fill it up nicely, it goes surpasses a standard serve. This is definitely more than a standard serve of wine. You reckon? Absolutely. Quite generous in this house. Yes. We love generosity. I'm good. I am... How am I? I... I'm happy to be on a break. Okay. I am happy. It's only four days, I know. Better than what we get. But it's so much better than what we get. I have so many plans that I know very well I'm not going to achieve for these four days. Oh. Yes. You've got plans. I want to reset my life. <coughs> I want to do my laundry. <sighs> Can I just... I need to vent. Okay. And this one, I honestly... I love my mother. Mm-hmm. I do. I will do anything. I will die for that woman. But there's one area where she failed me in life. Laundry? Yes. Like, do you not like to do them? I hate. I d- not liking is an understatement. I will put off laundry till I am on my last leg. I hate the job. And when I do it, I just want to get it done once and do it. I want to do it once every three months. Mm-hmm. I really and truly love the job. And part of the reason of that is because, and now, like, I know you guys will say, oh, washing machine, what, what, what. Yes, I do that. Yeah. But there's also clothes of mine that, yeah, that I have to hand wash. Why? And that's a good number of my clothes. Delicate fabrics, mm. all that kind of thing. So. Soft flex. So. This <laughs> 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 said. Most of my clothes <laughs> cannot be doing tumble, tumble, tumble. If your clothes cost more than your washing machine, <laughs> do not put it in there. Mm-hmm. It's the rule of thumb. Okay. But even so, I hate doing even the washing machine washing. It's gross. It's, the, it's honestly, it's frustrating. It's the separating. It's the process. And not that I never used to do my own laundry. I went yeah. to boarding school. I went through the process. I washed my clothes in a bucket, guys. I have done it. Done it all. I've done it all. Came to Australia and my mother was insistent. For the time that my mother's house was insistent that she was so pedantic about how laundry was done. Mm-hmm. That she, only she, was allowed to do laundry in the house. Even yours? Yes. Oh, shit. I never did my own, in my mother's house, I never did my own laundry. That's so good. I know. And then I go and live alone, and now I'm doing my laundry. I'm like, bruh, what is this? It's okay, the ghetto. Soft life. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got spoiled for way too long. Yes. Go back. <laughs> go back. Yeah, laundry is the ghetto. Yeah. Even when I lived here for a year, there was a space that I moved to and lied by yeah. myself for a year. Before family came. I never bought a washing machine because, like, I know for what I'm not going to be doing enough laundry to be to buy a washing machine. So I just let my clothes pile up, and then at once every two months, I got the laundromat, occupy like five machines, do one massive load of washing, oh, hand wash it. the rest, take the rest of dry cleaners. I will pay dry cleaners drama. Yeah. Like, I just hate laundry. So that's part of my plans for this okay, weekend. weekend. Good we luck. are tackling laundry. We're cleaning the house upside down, top to bottom. Day one is gone. Day one is gone. Tomorrow is a write-off too. Not really. It got the day. I've got the day tomorrow. Are you not working? No, I'll send patients to work. Maybe I'll go to work and then come back home. But, yeah. I just, I hate it. So, that's the plan for the weekend. Reset my life, rearrange my life admin, personal admin, reply to emails, reply to messages from like six weeks ago. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't mean it like that. Like, I really and truly just have not had this time. 
So I'm creating the time this weekend to do that. Pray for me. Okay, so if someone doesn't reply a response this weekend, then what? If someone doesn't get a response, sorry, from you this weekend, like what are you trying to say? There was a list. You make it? I ticked off the list as much as I could. If your name was towards the bottom of the list, I'm so sorry. We'll get around to it in the next life admin phase. <laughs> next April. <laughs> or Christmas is a longer book. Actually, Anzac, Anzac, Anzac Day. Anzac Anzac. That's just a day. That's. Um, I'll take the day. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's good. At this point in my life, I'm working seven days a week, so. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just happy. I'm happy to be on break. I feel relaxed. I'm good. It's not going to last, but we're here now, and I'm enjoying it. How are you? Let me take time. I'm good. Like, I, I'm feeling <coughs> like I'm good. You know, like today, oh, today has been very grim to begin with, like very shell-shocking, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of just got into, like, obviously we're doing this and plans afterwards. But I'm, like, okay. Over these four days, I just want to be okay. I think the last week and two have just been, like, too intense like mm. good intense bad intense medium intense so i'm just happy to just like chill so i'm okay now um so child screaming and it just reminds me why i'm not productive but reason number one thousand yeah three <laughs> no yes <offense>. um <laughs> but yeah i'm good like yeah i'm good so you know what this is so weird because i think this is the very we'd rarely ever record during the day yeah I and I think having all this outside noise is very it's, it's different. Off. It's throwing yeah, me off. Even the light, the light, mm, something's not quite right. Yeah, <laughs> people are awake. Why are you guys awake? Why are you awake at this time? Because we're quite late, like nine. Nine. 10. Yeah. Why? Why is a child awake at this time? But yeah, good. Oh, first of all, thank you guys for supporting us and coming out and showing up to Sisterhood in the Vines. Yes. 50% sold. Like, that was quick. That, that was, was like, quick. That was a couple so quick. days up, and it's just, yeah. And it's just gone. It's been really great, guys. We're so excited. So excited. And when this comes out, it'll only be like, it'll probably come out the last day that you can buy tickets. Yes, yes, so yes. Listen to it, and hopefully by then, you know, you've kind of got your tickets. You've got so your if you ticket. haven't, definitely get your tickets. Like, it's going to be. <laughs> if there's any by that yeah, time. Yeah, if there's any. That's, mm. that's what I said on the podcast today. I was like, oh, on Instagram, I was like, Look, we'll close to Kittles on Thursday. That's if there's any. If there isn't, like, we literally, we, like, you know how people say we can't accommodate anymore? Like, we, we really, literally could, could not. not. And there's not, it's not even one of those things where, oh, just one extra. Really and truly, like, everything has been planned to the last person. To the last person. The bus is full. Wineries are packed. packed. Lunch is full. Gifts are full. full. Even music is full. Like we've curated our music to each individual. To each individual. So, so now we can't have a lot because then they'll just feel they wouldn't get the full. Like, actually, no, we don't have space for any extra person. Um, and we probably won't because we obviously will be doing a lot more events, but like we won't do this again. Again. For no, a not for a long time. time. Like, obviously, we're getting five years or yeah. something. Yeah, you know. this will be, yes, just one of those. It's a once-off, great yeah. starter to our events program. Exactly. You know what feedback I've been getting quite yeah. a bit when yeah. Sisterhood in the Vines has been out? A lot of men are in my DMs. Talking about we are a boy child, we listen to you guys' podcast, but where's our event? We have feelings, or people's children's too. 
Go talk to your family. <laughs> First of all, a lot of men, I was actually looking at our stats today. A lot of men listen to our, but I generally thought it was going to be like 80% female. No, no, We're no, like no. on 48% male. So mm. very similar. And even like when we went out on Saturday, men were in the calls ears talking about, you guys hate men. And I was like, but we literally yeah. said we don't. We are not misandrous. Is it mis- 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 uh, misandric? We don't mis- practice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't practice misandry. misandry. <laughs> Really and truly, we're not. We care about show, and you know we, what? Our fathers are men. Uh, we're in exactly. relationship. We're not. Uh, we <laughs> we date men. We date men. We <laughs> engage with men. We experience men. We, oh, we experience men exactly. Like we absolutely have no. We have male friends. Men. We keep with show. Some of our closest friends are male. Like we don't hate men. Which of your closest friends is male? Hmm? Which of your closest friends is male? Oh. And straight. <laughs> no, I've actually got like close friends. Actually, Hillary in Kenya. <laughs> now let me tell you. Get the fuck out. Actually, let me tell you. Hillary is a he's he's okay. I, okay, I take it back. I don't have a lot of close male friends. <laughs> However, Hillary is probably he's got. He, I probably shouldn't say his nickname, but everyone, mm. if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. He's in Kenya. Hilly. Hillary, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so he is definitely one of my closest friends. Um, and our story actually is we started de- we were dating. I was in primary school. Oh, have I told you mm. this? I was in primary about Hillary, school. Yeah. I was obsessed with this man for four years. It was like a spell cast on me. I was obsessed. Like, and you know how we used to live in the same estate, same line. Like, I would see him. I would literally like I didn't. I would see him, and I would literally just. But I was like. Four straight years, and then obviously it didn't work out because he massively broke my heart. He absolutely, you know, men are trash. This man is the first man who showed me that men are absolutely fucking <laughs> men who show you. In this world, you not know peace if you know them. Because Hillary absolutely just, I was just like, holy shit, like this is how it is. So, how'd you guys circle back to being friends? I genuinely do not know. Like, it took. It took me moving on to then the person who cheated on me with my best friend. But <laughs> you are a devil, but I met a worse devil, so you're a palatable devil. Oh, we can be friends. <laughs> I think I was like, you're not too bad. <laughs> you showed me dust, but this one showed me a sandstorm. So please, come. Let's be friends. Teach me how okay. I'll sneeze a little bit. I can handle the dust. <laughs> I think when we left when I left high school, because he's a bit older than me, when I left high school, I think that's when we became, sent me like a card for, you know, high school cards and mm-hmm. stuff. That's when we became like closer and our, our closeness has obviously increased. Like I know I could always count on him. And, like mm-hmm. I've been here and I've had like a terrible enough call. He left like, fuck, 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 it's fucked. Mm-hmm. But he's my one and old, uh, probably my, I'm straight, you put the straight caveat there. <laughs> that became a lot of them. <laughs> But we're not misandrous, going back to the point. We don't practice misandry. Like, we love no, men. But yeah, I like that. Um, mm. We could do something for the boys. I thought so. And the boys really said, I spoke about the boys today, and he said, even just, you know, it'd be funny. I said, we'll do something like this. They said they want something wholesome, something they want to connect. I said, bet. We'll take y'all, but we'll take y'all for gin testing and whiskey tasting. Okay. But we'll bring therapists. <laughs> 
trauma specialist. Relationship specialist. <laughs> specialist. Communication specialist. Communi- We're not bringing for you mothers. Yeah. We're not bringing for you fathers. <laughs> We're not bringing for you. We're bringing straight to the point. Straight to the point. That would be a good vibe. Mm. That's it. We'll do it for y'all. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Hmm. That would be interesting. It would be very cool. That would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. There's a lot of guys who got money here, so. Um, okay, question. Mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Scandal, inspired mm-hmm. by you. Mm-hmm. And you can see Olivia Pope and so Kerry Washington show, mm-hmm. essentially. And Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Um Fitz, Fitzgerald. Fitz, yeah. The chemistry they have is we we can all see it on screen. We mm-hmm. can all see it. Mm-hmm. Now what's resurfaced on Twitter? Is their um promotion tours? Yes, yes. And yes. how they were like even out of screen, they still have like a great, great chemistry. chemistry. Mm. My question to you is: Could you be the wife of of Fitzgerald in real life? In real life, yeah, I could live with that. What? I could live with that. Like it's impossible because you gotta under it's almost impossible for them to enact that level of chemistry on screen. And not have it in real life. You so essentially, they're be- fucking in real life. They um, have to be. Everyone is saying they were. Well, look, she's actually writing a book, Kerry Washington. Yeah. That's coming out. And I wonder oh, I if see. she's. Go- yes. She wouldn't. She's got a husband. Fitzgerald has a wife. She wouldn't. But I wonder if she'll actually be like a proper tell all. Because she's been on this, like, I've been putting forward a facade. This is her promotion for a book. I've been putting on a facade for such a long time. Yeah. Being the person that everyone expected me to. This is now me speaking my piece. Okay. But if you look at like even their interviews, right? She's playing the part, the chemistry and everything. But at the same time, she's still quite timid. No, she is not. She's still, she's not as, she's not Olivia Pope off the screen. There's a timidness that's still as weak. She doesn't have the confidence that Olivia does. Okay. Oh, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. She's still, like, like she's shy. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like a she's re- cute about she's it. She's cute about it. Like, it's not a yeah, super and? sexual whatever. So I'm just like, it's part of the act, and they were mm-hmm. maintaining it. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. My husband, first of all, I couldn't even watch it on the screen. There is no, the way I'm, we all know how I'm set up. It's not new. I don't even think my husband could go for such a role. Like, we all know how I'm set up. Even seeing it on screen, I'm happy with five episodes, seven seasons. It's put it put money on your table for seven years. I'll put money on our table. No, I want if it means it funds our kids' college and takes us to Maldives every summer and does everything. I'm good with that. I think I'm okay with that. I could live with that. But can we talk about how toxic their relationship was, though? Yeah, their relationship was so toxic, but I fucking love it. <laughs> their relationship was so fucking toxic, but my God, what a beautiful relationship. Really? What a beautiful relationship. Would I want it for myself? Uh, but it was absolutely... Would I want it for other people? Uh, maybe not, because I fucking loved it. What did you love about it? The toxic... This is toxicity. <laughs> Speak your truth, sis. Speak your truth. Okay, not the toxicity. I didn't like the toxicity. I like this is really me showing my ass. But I really liked the fact that they had each they were each other's person. 
So, like, everything could go on. Like, life could happen, get kidnapped, wife, new kid, pregnancy, all this shit, new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's life happening. <laughs> life all happening. This shit, becoming a president, killing, da, da, da. all this shit could happen, and they would still always find each other. And there was almost sometimes with that question like they knew that you're my person and i am your person and regardless of i fucking love that shit i'm sorry that shit oh it wets my pants <laughs> i know i know i think i actually prefer preferred olivia's relationship with jake more than i did with this i did That's so boring exactly because they were balanced yeah olivia had fit at the palm wow. of her fucking finger but fit had Oh, he thought he did. Oh, he thought he did. Nicole. He thought he did. Nicole fit a hundred percent had on. Olivia was continuously putting on a facade. 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 Sorry. No, but when the whatever hit the tarmac and it was time for her to actually be with him, she couldn't be because of how Fitz made it. Because also when the time for Fitz to be with her, she he he didn't when. Um, so many times. Like obviously, the last time when she said, "I'm gonna sit down and watch me choose you," mm-hmm. and he and she did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I'm gonna sit here and watch. Yeah. So minus when you took away all the drama and whatever, and when that, because she was, I feel like she liked the fact that he was inaccessible, and when he was fully yeah. accessible, he just wasn't there. He became too much. He became too much. Whereas with Jake, it was a balanced relationship because they both determined the tones. Of, from the start. Oh, from the start. It's it's a balance. If I want you, you want me. If you don't want me, I'm out. And same with the other way around. Yeah. It's <clears throat> if I don't want you, whatever. And they understood each other. Yeah. And that was a much more balanced in terms of power. Um, power balance. Power dynamics. Because yeah. Fitz thought he had power, but this one was running him. Yeah, yeah, completely. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every woman was running Fitz. <laughs> Even like in Melly. Like, every woman was running Fitz. <laughs> But look, like, I wouldn't want, I think that level of intensity, not for me, but that level of knowing each other, like, regardless of what happens, and I think it's so rare to get that, like, and obviously it's TVs and shit, but I'm re-watching Insecure now, and it feels very similar to, like, or for obviously a lot more realistic and a lot less toxic. Have mm. you watched yeah. all, all of it? No, all of it. Yeah, yeah, you should really watch all of it. Because uh, I wanted when the last season came out, I wanted to start from the beginning. Yeah, then I started from the beginning. Then I got caught, start. and then I just never. Definitely yeah. Um, and it feels the same. Like you know, life happens, and everything happens, and you still just choose your person. And I'm very, I'm very. Is it about choosing it. your fashion or just genuinely building outside of having a relationship and yeah. a sexual relationship or romantic relationship, building a core basis of friendship that, regardless of everything that falls out. Our baseline of friendship is so sl- strong that we can count on each other even when everything is removed. It's not conditional. Um, I think two things can be true. Like, true, like, sorry, I don't think you can have that level of commitment to be each other's backbone, for lack of a better word, without having a great level of friendship. But you can have a great level of friendship with someone you're romantically involved in when shit really comes to shove, they and like they they're not part of your backbone. Mm. So I think you can have two one way, but with without one one that one way mm. doesn't fail. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I'm really romanticizing, maybe to a fault, but I really romantic. I feel like it's so rare to find like, or maybe it's not like there's seven billion people in the world, so maybe you just need to travel more and stuff. However, I feel like it's just very rare to get someone who, and and also when it's not difficult, like someone mm. who it's easy, it's like normally difficult, like you know every relationship is difficult, but to get someone who, despite of. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, it's not conditional, which is what you said, like, hmm. unconditional love, which is actually what I was going to ask next is, do you think love is conditional? Absolutely. Any kind of love. I really believe, and I'll go back to God, I really believe the only thing that could come close to unconditional love is God's love. Is God, no, God's love is unconditional love. Oh, the only love. that could come close are parental That could love. come close yeah, is parental love. Yeah. I really and truly do not believe that romantic, romantic love. love can be unconditional. Yeah. Because if you define what conditions are, yeah. it's essentially... You're non-negotiable. It's not even you're non-negotiables. It's really and truly is, I love you because of one, two, three, four, okay. five. Not in spite of, yeah. Not in spite of. I might love you in spite of, but at the core of it, I love you because of one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And if you removed all those things... I don't love you. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But what... Okay. Define what you mean by conditional. Because for me, I th- I'm i thinking... Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, cheat on me a million times. I'm still going to love you. Like, to me, that's an extreme. But to me, I'm talking, like, very little things. Um, such that, like, I'm not going to do things within this relationship or within things because I don't get a reward from it. That's what I mean. So like very simple examples are I'm not gonna take us out to dinner. I'm not gonna book a holiday away from us because um I just don't think that you give me the praise that I think I deserve mm. from it. That's like stuff like that. Do you think is that what I'm I guess asking is that how is that how you approach love? No. When I mean conditional I mean like, when I think unconditional love, yeah. I'm thinking somebody loves you no matter what you do, no matter how you change, no matter yet, yet, yet. Yeah. Yes. I Obviously, there's lines you can cross. Yeah. But someone can cheat on you. You can still love them but choose not to be with them. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like, okay. there is still that core yeah. fundamental love that you have. Yeah. Like, that love is unbreakable, unshakable. Yeah. I don't think that exists ever. Because everybody at some point has a breaking point. Yeah, 100%. There is a line that you cross with somebody that will say, nah. So I will love you unless up until you do this one thing. Yeah. That to me is what conditional love is. is. And that's the most realistic kind of love. Yeah, everything else is stupid. Everything else else is dumb (laughs) and self-sabotaging. Exactly. (laughs) Do you hate yourself? This is real. <laughs> okay, that's interesting because I have met someone hmm. who... So, we've understood the baseline of conditional love. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I have met someone who is very... Maybe let's take the word love away, but who, within a relationship, everything they do is, very, is quite conditional, if mm. that makes sense. So, like... um very like literally to like the very simple things like i'm not going to take us out for dinner 
um, or book a place out for dinner because I don't think that, like, even though it's life is hard, like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me... Then to, that's not even conditional love. That's just doing things for the sake of doing them in order to please or in order to get a certain reaction. reaction. So you're not doing them out of from a place of goodwill or from a place of genuine affection and care and consideration for the other person. You're doing it because in turn it will make the other person happy stroke and stroke your ego because then the praises and rewards will not come back and stroke yeah. your ego. It's all about you. You're making it about you. And that is so fucking long let me tell you i i if i speak they'll say um misandry what's the word misandry but i have i have experienced that in like not you always spitting your drink i have like experienced that in like being with someone who a lot of things was like for you for them to do something, mm. there has to be a reward. For them to book a holiday away with you, there has to be a reward. That's and so it cool. even came down to, for them to come to your house to see you, there has to be a reward. Like, if I'm going to come to your house and they're going to be jumping up and down to see me, then that doesn't stroke my ego, hence I'm not going to come to see you. And I'm just like, that is so... But you know what, yeah? It says a lot about the person and the life they've lived as well. Because in their life, they have been so used to receiving, receiving, receiving. There's an entitlement that they have. So when a situation, selflessness doesn't come naturally to them. Doing something for the sake of the other person without considering themselves does not come naturally to them. It's the entire life they've probably been receiving. And you know what I say? This is why I say other women, guys, fellow women, we are the ones ruining it for each other. Because somebody somewhere told that nigga, you took me out to dinner. Oh my god, baby, you did the most amazing thing ever. Baby, you're the I'm best. Saying, you're the best. Baby, let me suck your dick. <laughs> Longer, please. And you know, like such people, and they even speak like, and it's it's in the little things. In like, mm. it's not. Hey, babe, we're going out for dinner. Hey, babe, I'm taking you out for dinner. Hey, babe, we're going on a holiday. It's not that. It's I'm taking you on a holiday. I'm taking you out So you dinner. need to recognize so what I'm, I'm doing, the sacrifices that I'm making, the money yeah, that I'm exa- putting behind exactly. it. The time that I'm putting behind exactly. it. You need to recognize it and to appreciate it Honestly. and show your appreciation to me. Exactly. Are you mad? And I'm just like, bro. And these guys, anyway, this when I experienced this, like you said, they have no issue taking. They will never once say, like, Oh, because you know how then they'll be like, if you don't stroke my ego, then I can't see you. They'll mm. be like, I'm not stroking your ego, so don't do that. Mm. Because, you know, mirror, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, they will take the whole, they will absolutely and take. And act like they deserve every, it. And act like they deserve it. They will absolutely They're take, entitled take, take, to it. take, mm-hmm. take. But when it comes to giving, then they have to have a reward for it. And I'm just, and that's what got me to thinking, like, what's, like, what is the balance between... Because fair enough also, like, you can't continuously be given to a stone. You know what I mean? Of course. It's like if you brought flowers to your house, if someone brought flowers to you every day, and your response is just like, hmm, okay, whatever, and you just, like, kept it pushing, they can only do that so many times before they're like, look, this is obviously not worth the effort. Mm. But what's that boundary? What's that line? Or what's that 
It means not rubbing it in my face every single time. Yeah. It means not for the little things. Like, like do the grand things. Shit, send me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like it's <laughs> so sad. Show me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that what? I will suck your dick for it. Like it's. Oh. <laughs> I will show my gratitude. I'll (laughs) blow bubbles on your dick. (laughs) (laughs) I will give it to you 10 days to Sunday. 10 ways to Sunday. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to go and be going on my knees and showing you gratitude for paying for a $100 meal? You're mad. You're actually mad. Let me tell you. And the thing is, I do that and more for a relationship. You don't even... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're always paying for meals, then I guess, fair enough. But if then it's like literally 50-50, the one time you do it, you want to be praised from here on on. And I'm like, bro, you actually got to relax. Like, you've actually just got to relax. And you know what else I got me to bring into? In relationships, I'm... I'm, I'm everybody but really and truly i'm talking about men but i'm gonna say everybody <laughs> because i don't want to be misandrous you don't be misandrous please everybody like there is people in both genders who just do the fucking bare minimum they do let me tell you whatever the minimum is like the bare minimum and they take so much praise from that and they t- like i am the man but in this it place. doesn't come from nowhere that's the thing yeah because they have been conditioned that doing the bare minimum is good enough yeah and we too as women we have been conditioned this is where we all fall short yeah. we have been conditioned to accept the bare minimum yeah so when somebody does something just a little bit more that's the minimum now we're singing praises Honestly. now you're doing ten- shouting you're shouting you know what's a perfect example of this? And actually, I feel like a lot of black Australians don't use Twitter. We should really introduce it more. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, there is a, um, what's it called? A thread. thread. Mm. Someone asked, um, she's a writer, mm. and she's a black person, and she put a post, uh, like a question, say, asking, hey, ladies, um, if you're a creative, or even if you're not, tell us, tell, like, write back with something that your man has done to support you mm. um and oh my god the literally the lines of difference in these responses like some woman is like they like did the absolute most i can't remember them off the top of my head and another one is like they agreed to wash dishes for me are you mad like or they agreed to help me fuel the car so that i could be early in the meeting tomorrow or they, and i'm like at people who do and it's people who do the bare minimum who want the biggest price because the guys who are out here doing the most are not out here singing oh I'm a provider oh I'm this and this and this mm. and the people who scream the most is you know how people sometimes you know how there's guys even in the club or whatever who always talk big like oh I'm gonna put you in 600 positions tonight yes. it's gonna be I take care of my women you don't have to worry about nothing I'm a provider you know I'm the man I take I've got the money for it. I've got... Mm. Comes to bills. Mm-hmm. the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comes to bed. Ten seconds. I'll just talk the big game. But anyway, like, I just feel like a lot of people... And, like... And I think there's the opposite of that. Of people who do way too much for people who they really shouldn't do it too much mm. for. Like, I see... 
again, I'm not misandrous, but mainly girls out here. Who a are lot doing of women are doing quite a bit for men who don't deserve it. I am very guilty of that too. I'm not like... This is, I think every single every single one of us yeah. at some point in our lives has been guilty of that. You do way too much. Naturally, as women, women can... And you know what? You were fighting years and years of patriarchal... This isn't bullshit. This is it's true. not. No, no, no. This is actual. It's fact. fact. It's a life it's that we're living in, especially now coming out from our part of the world. Yeah. Patriarchy is uh, yeah. is and has and always has been the way to go for such a long time. 100%. The woman belongs in the kitchen. The yada yada yada. Your woman, as a woman, you're supposed to be of service. You're supposed to be a proverb thirty one woman. You know, I did for for April Fools. Yeah. I was a proverb thirty one woman for the whole day, and I was singing the whole day. Yeah, here's your food. Oh, really? Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> That's a good one. Was it a week? Oh, it was a week. <laughs> it was. Let me take That's your plate away. As a Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so good. As a Proverbs 31 woman. That's so I will serve you shoot. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys are Proverbs 31. I love. <laughs> Which is mm, mm, to the right man. To the right man. To the right man. Because, you know, like... People, and there's been a lot of talk about, is this called submissiveness? Mm-hmm. Submission. Submission. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of chatter about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, look, submission to me is a negative. Like, it doesn't mean wash your feet, whatever. Like, submission to me doesn't necessarily have a negative con- connotation to it. To the right person, because naturally, I will be to the right person. Mm-hmm. I, wanna be, I, I don't want to make the decisions. Like, you know, submission for a lot of men means, like, let me... Kind of be that, like, oh, we will talk about it, but never be like, let me take control. Heck mm. yeah, oh, but only to the right person, only to the person oh, who only to I the can right trust, who you stuff. can trust to take care of things in the first yeah. place. It's a man who gives you the space and the safety to sit back and just fall into your feminine energy mm. without having to stress about it because you know they've got it taken care yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. A lot of y'all are just you're like fish at sea. It's really just your. F- now Nicole hates you guys. <laughs> no, I'm not with Sandra's. I was but. really hoping this would be an anti-Sandra's episode. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. A lot of men talk about, even our own friends. I've had our own ones. friends talk about how this goes. The young young boys. That's a problem too. Like, like I thought we left. I thought we left patriarchy. You know what? I think we've achieved a certain shift in patriarchy from at this time stage yeah. in this twenty twenty three men who are about twenty I want to say late twenties yeah. to late thirties late thirties there's a certain shift we managed to break a level of patriarchy there yeah. there's a certain whatever but now these twenty to twenty sixty year olds these stupid stupid ones are coming up again and they're reinforcing our grandfather's nonsenses oh, but in a different way like you, <laughs> I 100% agree and yeah and it's just now all of a sudden you're not all mini Andrew Tate's why? Andrew Tate needs to go back to jail isn't he? no he got out he got out? Yeah. put him back man look the he nigga back up but great thing about great question about feminine energy and I have a mm. question for you mm. Have you ever, and I'm pro- like, this isn't a mas- masand- misandrous episode. Have you ever, and to prove this isn't a mas- misandrous episode, you actually better have the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a relationship where 
I have. Okay, good. But here's the guess. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't a relationship. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> By myself, I was living in delusion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're talking about different things. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about like it. Um, yes. Oh, you. Oh, no. I was in it by myself. No, I'm talking about like um Africa. Which one? Laugh, just for laughs. Comedian. Oh. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's what I thought you were talking about. Oh yeah, that too, I forgot about that one. That too was not a relationship. I'm sending this to him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sending this to him. No, so the other one. Okay, I, so two, two, okay. two non relationships. Two, two non relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yes, you have been? I have been. I have been. It exists. Sometimes it was in delusion, but it exists. How was that for you? It was safe. It was... But he was also... Okay. One of them was significantly older. Yeah. And I think that makes a massive difference, too. But then also, as a... Sis, I'm really trying to perpetuate that we don't misandry. <laughs> we don't practice misandry. I'll take it back. I really back. I won't say that part. <laughs> For once, I will, I'll allow it. Oh, I got so hot in here. It's actually it's quite so hot. Funny. Can we turn on the air? <laughs> quite hot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was, it felt safe. Mm-hmm. It felt, it felt right. Okay. I think it was the, e- probably the easiest, I'll call that a situation now. Yeah. Easier situation. Well, then it was a relationship. So call it for what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> easiest relationship that I'd been in. Like yeah. everything was taken care of. There was no concern of like, I would air concern and be like, okay, how can fix. I fix it? And it wasn't even a an imposing fix. It really was a okay. Here's a solution. Here's the problems. Okay, here's a solution. So you might whatever. And sometimes I'd say I don't have a solution. Okay, cool. We'll sit here. We'll listen. We'll do whatever we need to do. Yeah, I wasn't doing over and above of what I should always do. Yeah. But then the gag was with the not another gag, but the thing was with them too. The reason why they said they were like this with me mm-hmm. was because they had also been receiving the bare minimum in their female relationship. Right. So, <laughs> so they felt like, for a woman like you, I need to I do need just to a do... little bit more. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. So my story probably differs a lot. And I know it does probably differs a lot. That is a guy. That my experience with them differs a lot from... Probably another woman. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the word. Because I'm pretty sure if I sat down and actually mentioned this guy's name and talked, uh, stories be so different. They'd be so different. They'd be so different. Yeah. Okay, but, that's yeah. very interesting. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Um. <laughs> okay, so naturally, mm. 
it takes a lot for me mm-hmm. to sit in my femininity. Like, mm-hmm. naturally, it just takes a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be fighting me all the time. I feel like we need to define this, though. What does sitting in your femininity look like? A soft life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, not the one... Like, from the very little things, as in, like, planning dates and stuff, to, like, the very big things of, like, when you've got an issue, like, getting it taken care of, when you need the bulbs fixed, like, getting that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. from, like, the very little things, like, kind of going... Going back to what, going back to gender roles, I hate it, I hate using that term, but going back to gender roles without the toxicity, mm, if that makes mm, sense. Mm. Um, because I guess na- naturally I generally believe that men and women do different things. Like growing up, I mm. saw the dad of the house doing what the mum would do and vice versa. So for me, it's not so, maybe that's where my, um, mm. what's it called, thing comes from. Mm-mm-mm. But. So, yeah, so to start with, like, it's very hard for me to be in that, you know, mm. space. But I have experienced it. But it took a lot. I have experienced it, not fully, but, like, I'd say 80%. Mm. Um, and it took a lot to, like, get there as well. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. Did I just smile then? I'm waiting for you to drop the name. Ah. Oh. Like, because it was... And, but then the gang, because there's absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> there's always a there's gang. There's always a fucking gang. The gang is like... Like, it wasn't a perfect relationship. It was it was far, far, <coughs> far. <coughs> it was far from perfect. Um, like, I always say this about that part of my life. Like, the love we had was absolutely perfect. But the relationship... <laughs> The relationship we had. Think of a roller coaster. No, guys. Not just a roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have people think roller coaster, they think cute, drop, whatever. Oh, nah. You know those words that, that think Guinness World Book of Records, <laughs> scariest roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> the highs were high, the lows were low, everything. Oh, no, like so your hat drops, your hat <laughs> goes up, up and down. Like, that was a relationship. We had a great love for each other, but... Um, and I think that's probably the most, and like, I still fought it a lot. And that was continuously a conversation, even within like our relationship is like, fam, just let me take care. Like, just allow me to do it. Question. Yeah. And I possibly can't answer this because I haven't ventured much into the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other side. <laughs> I think you're a better candidate yeah. for this because you're a bit more open. Um. <laughs> Is there a disparity between race? Is there cultural differences in terms of men and how they perceive providing and how they perceive, I guess, being the man in a relationship? I literally have that written down. <laughs> God gave me a platform. <laughs> so, a hundred percent, there is a huge difference between. First of all, interracial relationships and black on black relationships and sorry, is that <laughs> giving porn hub categories? Sorry. Emily, what have you been watching? black on black 
interracial was funny and a black and black. black. And like, mm. Okay. Relationships between different races, mm-hmm. i.e. like black and white, and relationship between the same race, black mm-hmm. and black, very different. Intraracial. Intra. <laughs> Intra. 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 No, she Look, gets serious. Black on white and white, black on black relationships. For in my experience, nothing coming at me, guys. This is only speaking about my experience. When you talk about your experience, you can have your own podcast, but you can come on ours. Mm-hmm. Very different for me. Mm. Especially when it comes to how men view certain things, i.e. providing pleasure mm-hmm. for the woman um, and respect. Mm. Those are probably the three biggest things that I have found. And I'll go through each and every one of them. I'll talk mm. about providing last. Mm-hmm. For me, um, respect's probably the first turn where, like, when I... The biggest difference for me is within, like, relationships of my own race, mm. the woman is treated, like... I'm going to say with a, bit, with a bit less respect. Okay. Um, whereas... With a, in an interracial relationship, a bit more respect, and mm-hmm. you know, one could argue that it's that idolism of like, oh my god, this is something new. This is something like you know, the black experience. Some pe- white people call mm-hmm. it. Um, so then they treat it as such. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I have seen more respect within. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm just talking about like everyday, mm-hmm. everyday respect <clears throat> stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've also seen tweets and conversations where people even say like. Black men will treat white women with a lot more respect than and they do that. They do the mm. black, and it's mm. I have felt the same. Mm-hmm. So that's one on respect. Um, two was pleasure, as in sex. <coughs> this one I can talk. Coupon <laughs> <laughs> up categories. Coupon <laughs> up categories. So when it comes to like interracial relationships, when it comes to intimacy. It is short and sweet. Did you play the song and repeat? Oh, dear, did dance to the beat. Hapolipo Kamatana feels so sweet. Hapolipo Kamatana feels so sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. But it doesn't get to the severe bit of Kamatana's <laughs> <laughs> Take for me anyway. Hmm. About myself, I don't take like 
feedback that well because it's like I know I want to try new things and I also know what I'm doing. Right, right, kind right, of right, thing. right. Like, and I've been told I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And there's a formula mm. to this shit. Mm. You know, start doing this and then that should happen and that should happen. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I've got the template. Exactly. I've got the template, yeah. apply it, let's keep it pushing. Mm. But it's come to with pleasure with black men. Mm. It's been like, this is, this reflects on me. So I take this person. <laughs> you can't tell this my is, name out there. You can't go out there about me. and be like, oh, oh. this guy acting, acting big, big out here, but deep down, like, no, it's very, like, very personal. So you tell them, like, babe, I don't like it when you do this. They're like, really? Like, really? So for me, like, pleasure is very, pleasure for the woman is very, like, personal. What are you doing? Um, yeah, so when it comes to black and black, like, pleasure for the woman is, like, first priority. Like, I am here. To put on a show. Mm. And, oh. and that they do. And that, and they, that do. they do. But you know what? Not every single one of them either. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't had like a lot of experience on either. Well, I feel like I've had just like. Don't less, have numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I've had, I haven't had like a 10, 29 experiences. Mm. I've, had, I've had my own. Mm. Um, and the ones I've had, like, they take it very personally. And yeah, I think you enjoy that. Like, I think you want to be kind of in bed with someone who's like, this is yes, 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 um, yes. Not like bragging about like their prowess or their formulas and stuff. But mm. not to say that sex with like white people isn't enjoyable. Like, fuck yeah. It's great. Mm. That is the difference. Um, okay, now let's go into providing, which mm. I think is one of the biggest things or differences that you see, which is, so obviously like we're, we're black, we've grown up in a black mm. household. We see what our fathers take us mm, providing. Mm. They literally take it like, I will provide. I am the man of the house. I, I am the man of the house. I fix everything. I provide. Like, mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. does not like, I provide. I provide the house. I provide the food. I provide the school fees. I provide everything. And that's how the people that are, like, you go out on a date with a black guy. Most of them, some of them I've heard are stingy. But <laughs> my experience is, what do you mean you want to pay? Mm. Like, heck to the no. Like, whatever. And, like, for interracial relationships, in my experience, I can't say my experience because I'm not fully going to come at me, but in my experience, it's been very much like, yeah, I'm going to beat my chest that I provide. Mm, mm, but, mm. like, they're very big and out about it, but it's also, like, when you really look at it, it's just paying for dinners. So they look, for them, providing is giving money like if they like if they pay for dinners that is providing that's them. providing that's if them that's them going wise, up yeah that okay. is them providing mm. like it's not the um fixing problems or whatever it's that's kind of, mm. yeah it's it's, it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive difference so even like at that time most black guys you know wouldn't sing about you know um the provide like i've never really had like i've had them say like i like to provide for my woman, but they don't beat their chest around talking about like, oh, I provide, da, 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 da. because most of them, I guess, aren't even in that position to mm-hmm. do that to the mm-hmm. extent that they would like to, mm-hmm. and hence to, because for them, it's a much bigger mountain. It's a climb. much bigger mountain. But for this climb. other yes. side, like it's small, small, small dinner, I'll do it mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and it's always, and it's always the ones who cry the most about women, what do you bring to the table, yada, 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 X, Y, Z. And normally the ones who don't have much anyway. Yeah. 
So their definition of providing, because contrary for us, the definition of providing is you're paying the bills, you're doing this, you're doing exactly. that. And when they look at a woman and say, I can't afford your lifestyle, then they go ahead and say, well, what do you want to do? the table, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, but look, like, I hear the... I think my biggest thing... This is a bit off topic, but I think my biggest thing with interracial relationships... I was going to ask, like, a couple of episodes ago, but I forgot. So many people hate on interracial relationships, particularly in the black person. Mm. I keep saying, like, black people, we hate ourselves. We hate on each other so much. Because they say, once you're with a white person, you then cannot... You're then anti-black, essentially. Like, you mm. can't be... You're a sellout. You're yeah. a sellout. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I did not believe that. I... I actually know that's not true mm. i think there's a lot here's my experience and here's my reason for choosing not to date outside of my race yeah i <clears throat> find that the experiences that i've had because of course i've gone, gone up around white people i grew up in the country shit i was the only black in this country for a long time mm-hmm. and there are so many aspects of being black and being african mm-hmm. that i didn't even struggle i think i did i struggled to even date a black american man yeah there's so many aspects of being African and being black. The way I clap when I laugh. The way I run and fall yeah, down yeah, when I yeah, laugh. Yeah. The way I do my hair. The yeah. way the way I walk. The way I talk. The way when people... The way you greet my mother when you meet yeah, her. Yeah, the small yeah, little nuances that make my life my life. Mm-hmm. The food that we eat. How we eat. Mm-hmm. The order in which everything happens. Mm-hmm. How weddings and ceremonies. How we celebrate. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. That... Obviously, your life partner is going to be a part of, mm-hmm. and you're going to want to bring into your life as mm-hmm. well. Because I don't want to give that up. But I've found that I am consistently having to explain those things. Okay. I'm consistently having to explain, oh, yeah, before you walk in this space, this is what it's going to be. I've got to prep you yeah. for every single okay, yeah, yeah, every single is, experience. Yeah, and you do. And yes. To set them up for success. To set them up really. for success, really. And I'm not willing to do that work. Okay. Because dealing with the man is already hard enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dealing with the man, with something with the penis is already hard enough. Yeah. Before you add all the other complexities okay. of race and culture and all those things. Yeah. That's why for me, I just feel like it's easier and a lot more convenient. God could be playing a game on me and my soulmate could really be a white man. And I'm here blocking my blessings, right? But... <laughs> That day, the world will fall down. <laughs> Head flat. Everything will fall apart. Hell will freeze over. But shit, that could be my destiny. I don't know. But I'm stuck here because of that. And that's the conversation I hear with a lot of people. Right, like and I think the perception thing. of dating or being in an interracial relationship is essentially for you to fit in because obviously they have to adapt into your way of doing things and be in your spaces. Mm-hmm. But when you're in their spaces as well, your blackness needs to come down a little bit. It's a depending on because they could be exposed and accepting mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. But when you're with somebody, you're not just with them. Okay. You're yeah, dating, yeah, especially yeah, for long their term. Families, you're dating yes. their family. You're especially dating their older little. too. Yes, you've got the basis, grandparents. You've got this. You've yeah. got that. There's so many nuances of you being black that essentially. For you to be there and be present with them. The code switching at the bare minimum. Yeah, you definitely have to be conscious of it. You sometimes. have to be hyper-conscious. And I think people view that as you selling out, essentially. Because okay. in those spaces, you're acting white. You're doing this, you're doing that. Not recognizing, obviously, there's also the other way around. Like, your partner's also compromising. But I think the compromise that... Yeah, they very, very rarely compromise. 
It's very minimal compromise from it's, them. Yeah, and I think we also work extra hard. Yeah. And you know what? We work extra hard to, to accommodate, accommodate them as and well. And our people yeah. work extra hard to accommodate them. Going to a white space, they're not working hard to accommodate yeah. you. You are bringing yourself... Yeah, to their level. To I, their level, Yeah, I think it also depends on like the families and the people. Like for mm. myself, I haven't necessarily had to either bring myself so much. I have had to be conscious about it like noticing like shit i'm the only black person in this mm. entire family mm. and to be like oh your hair and stuff like that and whatever but i haven't I had to be like didn't bring down my black experience to make everyone comfortable but obviously i have had experiences of other people who have luckily mm. i also haven't dealt with directly racist because i mm. promise you we're fighting like we're climbing the wall mm. um yeah oh, that's interesting mm. yeah i think it's just yeah i don't i don't I, I obviously because i have lived that experience like i don't believe that once you date out of your race you then aren't for your race like mm. don't believe that. i don't think it's that drawn out but i think perceptions of people who see people who date white people it's it's just like a white thing oh, did you need to use your nails so then yeah it's gone i think the perceptions of people who I guess black people who see fellow black people in interracial relationships yeah. they perceive a certain side of them the side of themselves that is kind yeah. of compromising into whiteness yeah. and then automatically you're labeled a sailor out yeah when really it's just it's a part of life like you're it's gonna do that at work you're gonna do that at work you're gonna, you're gonna do, do it in a day yeah. at the end of the day if you are in <laughs> if you're in a white world inter- yes yeah, you do that. unless you're back home in Africa then you yeah, say yeah, okay easy. cool I'm in my land Nobody can tell me nothing. Yeah. If you're living in a white man's world, living in a Western world, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I will... The one on... Like, one of the things... I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, like, you don't really miss things. Mm. Which I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm sure they don't. But for me, I have found that... Some... T- like, you miss... You see a meme, mm. and you're like, I can't even... You know how, like, we've got, like, our black language. Yes. I can't even speak that with my partner. Mm. Or you think about such things. Or, like, a good, like, this Soweto song, um, mm. you know, like, if, if you love a song that much, you go show it to your partner who isn't black. They'll be like, okay, cool, oh, it's right? nice. But then you're going to show it to your and like, are you, ma-? they really said this out, like, you know what I mean? Like, you mm. miss the food and stuff like that. So you miss shared experience. That's probably, mm. depending on how life goes, that would, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that is probably the one thing that people really um make them go back to their people those shared experiences I think so because like, I don't think like I could fathom going to work in a for purely white space yeah. having my grievances obviously my experiences that are unique to you as yeah. a black person working in a predominantly white space yeah. there's frustrations when your voice is the undertones of yeah. covert racism and you know it you clock it right we are yeah you know it and but you, you know what to, it means but you have to have lived it to understand it yeah exactly because when you speak of it to somebody who doesn't get it yeah. you're overreacting yeah so when you take those things home it's like i want to be able to vent my partner about it and then they get it straight with away that, yes Without them having to work extra hard, we having to over explain yeah. why when this guy left me out of this meeting it was because it of was X Y Z, and not because of oh, they just forgot it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's for me, and I think that 
comes with, like, if you're in an interracial relationship, that comes with time. It, like mm. I said, it doesn't happen straight away like mm. this. Like, you know, for one of my long-term relationships, like, it took, like, one or two years. Like, the first couple of years, like, oh, but babe, maybe they were just, like, having, a, you know, like, mm. oh, maybe it wasn't, like, racism, whatever. Like, maybe it was just this. Mm. Maybe it wasn't because they were black. Maybe mm. was, but, and I'm just like, fam. If you don't get don't it, forget it. If you don't get it, forget exactly. about it. Exactly. <laughs> but it angers you because you're just mm. like, what the fuck do you not get it? But then when they see it happen to you and, and then when they see those, when they actually see the experiences and they continuously hear it and when they link it, obviously hoping that people who have brains, mm. by the second year or by the third year, like they would sometimes be the one to tell me like that wasn't good and they would have a chat to those people. So mm. yeah, it's one of those things. You just have to get the compromise. Like obviously again, dating black and black, like this compromises that you're going to have to of make. Course, so either way. It's just pick your trash with the hand, with the smell you can handle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have a hypothetical mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. You're in a relationship mm-hmm. and your man has taken you, has organized mm-hmm. for you to meet his, actually I'll start again. Question? Mm-hmm. You're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and your man has organized for you to meet his friends and family mm-hmm. out in a restaurant, mm-hmm. whatever. You guys go, you guys order food, mm-hmm. um, you eat, you drink, da, 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 da. time to pay the bill. What are you doing? So, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. My man yeah. has organized, particularly this meeting, was to come and meet me. No. So it was just a meeting. Actually, it was about him. Let's say it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday. This is the first time you're meeting his friends. This is the first time you're meeting his family. Mm-hmm. You guys have gone out to a dinner. All of you guys have eaten. Again, it is his birthday. His mm-hmm. family is there. His friends, his closest friends are there. It's now time to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. What do you do as the girlfriend? As the girlfriend, I am alleviating whatever financial responsibility is supposed to be on my man i'm taking it for because it's your birthday okay so i am taking it on okay so if you had planned to pay for yourself and three of your friends i'm paying for you and three of your friends and myself okay but what does that conversation look like on the dinner table it's not a conversation okay so what do you do it's really and truly i go up and pay like it's we're at everyone is liberating everyone's paying i'll pay too okay yeah and i'm paying whatever he's paying and someone else if he's just paying for himself i'm paying for me and himself me and himself okay at the bare minimum at a bare minimum. Hmm. Alright. Reverse happens. Mm-hmm. It's your birthday. You've invited your man. Um, your family is there. Your closest friends are there. It's now time to pay. What do you expect from your man? So now generals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started with the woman. Because, okay, me, myself, being myself, right? Situation like that. I am obviously paying a chunk of the bill myself, right? Okay. We live in a Western world. I think this notion of paying the bill for everybody is a bit far removed now because okay. especially life is hard. Economy, economy is hard. Economy is hard. That's not expectation put on somebody, right? Yeah. But for whoever who say, and you can always tell, guys, we know we all sit at a dining ta- din- yeah. dinner table. You've got the elders. You've got the parents. You've got what? Sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on the age disparity and where we are in life, Either we pay for our parents or our parents pay for us. Yeah. Right? So if my parents are there, my family is there, and they decide, okay, they're paying for themselves and my siblings or whatever, fair enough, cool. It's beautiful, it's nice. Mm-hmm. But whatever else is left over, 
whatever else is not being taken by somebody of higher responsibility on the table, mm-hmm. I think I have an expectation that as my man, and just to show, it's not even, just just pay. Just pay. Like it's really, just pay. really and truly just pay. Like pay at the bare minimum, pay for me and you. Yeah. Okay, so it comes time to pay. Akina mom have said, yeah, we'll pay for the elders. We'll split the bill. We'll pay half. And then you guys can just pay like the bare minimum. You, the bare minimum, I expect my man to take So now on. this is your man, his mm-hmm. actions. So you guys do the thing. It's time to go to the bill. So now everyone is like, okay, 100 each. There's five of you. Mm. Uh, you pay, a, so you, you don't pay 100 because it's your birthday. So I pay 100. Next friend pays 100. Third friend pays 100. There's $300 left in the bill. Your man now goes up to the bill and the lady asks, oh, there's 300 left. Um, are you just paying for yourself or are you paying for everybody else? So, oh, I'm just paying that $100. And he just pays that $100. So who's supposed to pay that $300? The, you as the birthday girl and uh, your other friend. Your other friend who, who you're going to pay for anyway. Yeah, so, who, so what are you why doing? is he not taking on that bill? But what are you doing in that case? Your man has said he's just paying for himself. Cool. Pay for yourself. The best believe it's... And then that man screams he likes to provide. The kind of man no, he here's the provide. thing. Because situation like that, because this was perceptions, not just by me. For me, I can, I'll get mad at it, and then we'll get past it. You cry, whatever, whatever, whatever. You make it up to me with the dinner, windy point or whatever. You do whatever you want to do, right? You make it, or glorious birthday, whatever. You can do your makeup, fine. Or you can say, okay, I'll spend X amount of money on you anyway for your birthday. This is where I draw the line. Cool, fair enough. Okay, for determination, can my man afford yeah, yeah. That $300, is it? He's got money. This is a man who has money. Okay, cool. And you know he has money. Okay, so he's not penny pinching. No, he's no, no. Because also okay. if you know like the guy doesn't have money, you understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, this is a guy who has money. Okay. More money than you. Hey, Baba. Mm. I just feel like, for perception's sake, because my mother will never forget that. Yeah. Don't make any if that's the first impression making my mother, it's actually a wrap. Because <laughs> if you can't pay $300, how are you going to pay dowry? But not even that, it's just, because for me, I know for a fact, if it's your birthday, and we, and it's happened to me, I have mm. brought my guy out to meet you and my friends, mm. and I was like, no, I've got it, mm. I've, like, it's, of course, I mean? like, situation, yes, like, yeah. and it's the same if it's your birthday, and we've gone out, and I go to the, and if your parents have said that they're going to pay this, I then pay the rest, mm. like, because, again, I am your girlfriend, you're my boyfriend, it's your fucking birthday, mm-hmm. So mm. now, because I know that's what I would do. So now it's coming to my, but you're not even paying for me. Even like at the bare, look at the bare minimum, you pay for me. Andrew, at the bare minimum, I think that's the bare minimum expectation. Cause I would do the same for you. Yeah. I will pay your portion of the bill, whatever it is, yeah. whatever responsibility you, you were going to take I'll on, take it I'll on. take it on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just thought to ask us cause you know, <laughs> Sometimes some of you all be wilding. <laughs> some of y'all. Some of y'all. <laughs> um, oh, you know what I actually want to touch on? Which I saw on, what's the tick, Twitter um, therapist with the decisions? Nicola Pereira, whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, Nicole. Actually, I feel like I was listening to this somewhere else. Okay. How we were raised as parents. As, as kids, kids by our parents mm-hmm. we're african we were bitten mm-hmm. we were spanked I know. Mm-hmm. we were screamed at mm-hmm. like i had a pipe that i my mom would look at me like this and i just need to go get the pipe come back lie down mm-hmm. 
get beaten, don't cry, and then go up and cry. Do you think that, A, if you didn't have that, that you would be the person that you are right now? No. Mm-hmm. Do you also think that, obviously we're not parents yet, but do you, how do you think, do you think you will have the same level of discipline with your kids? And then three, like, how, do you think it's affected who you are emotionally and mentally and like thoughts and stuff? Okay. Number one, I definitely don't think I would be where I am right now without the ass whooping that I used to get as a child. Really? Absolutely. So you, the, uh, were you beaten properly though? I was beaten properly. Okay. I was beaten. I was a child who, I was a boundary pusher. Still are. I still am. Always am. Always will. Put my key to success in life. Yeah. Push boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> see how far you can go. I see how far I can go. Always. <laughs> That's my motto in life. See yeah. how far I can take it. And I was a child who give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Very simple. I understood that about I understand about myself now. I thought I was being tortured then. I understand that about myself now. Okay. And obviously there are times as hoping came, I deserve them. The ones that I didn't deserve, I've been addressing with my parents recently. Okay. We've been talking about it. We've been talking like, about what it. What the heck was that? What the heck was that? Can you can I get my apology and my yeah, reparations, exactly. please? Like yeah. <laughs> Help me and you know what's funny? That the ones I didn't deserve that I, that I remember the most. Okay. I remember being ass whooped for things that I deserved and I really and truly cannot tell you like I can't remember the pain of it. Okay. Because I felt like I deserved you it. Deserved it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the ones I didn't deserve, oh, that she hurt my soul. Yeah, of course. I was like, this is. Because they weren't joking. I was like, proper. proper. Yes. <laughs> the ones I didn't deserve, the ones I knew I did no wrong, and the ones I did, the ones I, re- I knew my wrong did not justify the amount yeah. of ass whooping. Yeah. That one I held dear to my heart. 20 yeah. years later, I was so tough. It definitely wasn't equal. It def- yes. But there were some things I did, I was like, okay, if I get caught, I know I'm getting an ass yeah. whooping. And when I did get caught, I was like, fair enough. But I, <laughs> I get it. So <laughs> um, would I take it on to my kids? I definitely would whoop my kids' ass. That's mm. a certain. I will beat my children. I will not beat them to the point of animosity and abuse mm-hmm. but i'm definitely slapping and ass whooping a little bit really? definitely absolutely absolutely and i used to be anti this until i started raising my, my siblings and i realized sometimes kids just need a little it's just yeah. just to assert a certain level of you know these things and mom talked to me about this too like there's a certain level of beating as a parent that becomes abusive because yeah. obviously a child cannot fight back. You're the dominant or either you have a level of authority in the relationship, yeah. number one. And by size, you're bigger, you're stronger, by fear, by everything. Fear, everything. Kind of they can't fight back, right? Yeah. There's levels of that that you surpass and it just becomes abuse. Yeah. But there's certain things that you two need as a parent to assert your authority yeah. and define lines. Okay. I look at my youngest sister. She... Has never had an ass whooping. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Because she's such a straight and narrow child. Not because of her own whatever, but she has seen what happens when you cross the line. She learns from observation. Okay. Because her elder brother, fucking boundary pusher. Yeah. And he gets an ass whooping all the damn time. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a certain level of, even if it's just, sorry for the first child, we're all first children, sorry children, but even if it means setting the first child as an example, yeah. And carrying that forward, okay. absolutely, I will ass whoop. Yeah. 
I will cane and I will make sure you understand why you're being punished, yeah. why you deserve this level of punishment, mm-hmm. why it suppresses just conversation yeah. or time out or me taking away your devices or doing whatever because the conversations we're going to be having with yeah. the kids or me saying can hang out with your friends, yeah. why it surpasses all that and this is the last resort. Okay, okay, okay. Especially if you've done the talking, I've done the mm-hmm. other ways of punishment, I've given the time out, mm-hmm. I've done the whatevers, I've put you on lockdown, I've done it all, and you're still not doing you've what you need to do. Number five, gentle parenting, we're going to get to a bit of aggressive parenting. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. It won't be a first resort, but it won't be a last resort. Okay. It won't be a first resort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, will my, do I think it has affected my emotional and yeah, who, you are. who I am right now? That's really hard to say because I think I need somebody to pinpoint the parts of the personality that could be linked to that. Okay. Because for me, I hear abuse and I hear beating and I hear, okay, then that makes me make sure like I'm an aggressive person or something like yeah. that. Or my first language of reaction is beating, beating or yeah. anger or violence yeah. or aggression. That's not me. Okay. It's a complete opposite, actually. Yeah. yeah. I will conversationally, if the bare minimum, I will retract. Yeah. And I will withdraw and then we'll come back and have a conversation and do whatever. So my my pathway to resolution different. is different okay. than what. So I don't think it has impacted me on that way. Okay. Or what I think it should have impacted me anyway. Yeah. But maybe there's other aspects of my personality I don't realize yeah. that it has impacted. That I'm not sure about. Okay. So Hmm. Were you whooped as a child? You were. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Was I whooped as a child? <laughs> Nicole? <laughs> hey. So interestingly, my dad never laid a finger on me. Mm. Ever. My dad mm. is a king of lectures. Oh mm. my god, this man. And I think I got that from him. Because mm. I can lecture you from here to Kingdom Come. Mm. Like I lecture mm. my dog all the time. And people mm. are like, what the heck? My never ever laid a finger on me, mm. but I feared him the most. Mm. My mother, oh my, Mrs. Rose, that woman. I, I wasn't fake beaten, and I wasn't beaten. I wasn't beaten with sweater with mm. slippers. I had a you know the red and black pipes. I know exactly you the have, one you're talking about. I had yeah. one cut specifically for me, <laughs> <laughs> and it was taught somewhere there. And it was taught outside. And the backyard. So my mom would give me a look. It didn't have a name. No one said bring the pipe. My mom would give me a look. And I knew to bring it. Mm. And I brought it. And I laid down. And oh my, I, I was given a... Like of people who were absolute. I think I'm pretty up there. Like I was... And I was a very straight and narrow child. Mm. So. Would I beat my kids? Honestly, no. Okay. Because for me, I think, and even the time, so Penny's not a great example, but Penny is. Mm. There is times I've gotten so fucking mad at Penny, I have wanted to be her. Mm. And I feel, and I hate myself for that because I feel like that must have been the rage my parents Mm. felt to hit me. Mm. Especially if I've had a bad day. Because I particularly remember when I knew when I'd fucked up, actually, when I got home and my parents were in a bad mood, 
And I knew it fucked up. I knew it's that a was wrap. It. Yeah. I knew it's like tie the bow, like and one some of my worst beatings were like on our family's worst days. Mm. Because like mm. the environment mm. wasn't great to begin mm. with. Mm. And it was mm. just like mm. and I felt the same like when I when I literally went to like slap my dog because she's made me so angry, it's because I've had an extremely terrible day. And then I come home to this, I've come home to you shredding my shoes, I'll beat you. But then it's but I, I feel an anger coming out of me. Mm. And I'm just like I I don't want to, I don't want to give that to my kids. Mm. Like, I, I feel like there's, don't get me wrong, like, I'm obviously not a mother yet, but I just, because I've experienced it, like, to a level, mm. like, I don't want that, like, but I, I still very much want my kids to respect me, fear me, and I've always, my dad never, ever laid a finger on me. However, he is a man I respect the most and I fear the most mm. at the same time. Mm. So I've always wondered, like, what is the dynamic there? Like, why is it that I feared my dad more regardless of my mom being the one you know instilling the punishment in mm. me so that's why i think like i think there's other ways of instilling fear and instilling that i am the parent and i'm the leader of mm. whatever this mm. is without beating me but mm. i was br- fuck me i was beaten like oh that's probably i was beaten so badly mm. um then has has it changed me has it had I not been beaten like this, would I be the person that I am? Because I I never pushed boundaries as a kid. Mm. Um, and I still don't even in life. Like, I'm still very much behind the line. So I never pushed boundaries. Like, a lot of the, the things I can remember me, like, there's, like, I wasn't a perfect child by any means. But the things I remember being beaten for, like, I was like, yeah, I deserve that. It wasn't equal in mm, like, you know, mm. like I'm like, a slap could do, or like a five beating could do, but like not beating me to level, screaming at me to do like none of that. So I still feel like my parents were very strict. Had they not been strict, had I like been like this? Probably not. So I definitely need the strictness, mm. but not the ass whooping. And has it affected me? Oh, 100%. Mm. And I actually just noticed this when I was talking to my therapist. It's fucking great. I wish I could give you all her number, but... Gatekeeper. Let me tell you. Gatekeeper. <laughs> people ask me, who's your therapist? I'd be like... Mm. What therapist? <laughs> She's actually in Saudi Arabia, so... <laughs> this one, I'm gatekeeping. I promise you, I'm gatekeeping to the core. Because it wasn't hard enough to get in. It was hard enough to get in. I emailed and emailed. And then she must have been like, fam, you must need it. <laughs> so now, to introduce all of, let me no. heal first. And even then. Mm. <laughs> um, I think we only like recognize this, but not necessarily like the beating. But, and then I was reading Angela's thing and I'm mm. like, like I'm very, I'm very scared of authority. Like you know this. Mm. Like I'm very, mm. like if even to do small things, like I'm, it takes a lot of people like, bro, just do it. Mm. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. gonna ask for permission. Like I'm very, 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 very scared of a lot of things. Mm. I think it, it has massively affected me, both good and bad. But I think more negative than good. But I don't think I'll beat my kids. Mm. I'll send them to your house. But me. Personally, I don't think I will. Yeah, no, bring them over. We'll give them a stern warning, and then this, their cousins will tell them how to get their yeah, ass like, whooped. Let me tell you, you don't play you with Auntie Nicole. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you just yeah don't. but i definitely get that because even when being in school obviously school back home there's a lot of corporal punishment so we get i used to get our ass whooped all the time and i feel like a lot of the ass whoopers we got were not because we actually did anything wrong as students but just because our teachers were having a really bad Honestly. day i remember this one particular teacher god i really hope her she's she's unhappy really and truly <laughs> I wish you there's there's no happy people in this life. Are you saying unhappy? No, really and truly. This woman and we were young, like we would have been what, nine or ten? Oh shit, that's it. And for you to be a nine or ten year old to notice that this woman was projecting on you, you was something. Yeah. Like she was just bitter. And this is boarding school? This was boarding school. She was just consistently bitter. She'd beat over absolutely anything. She'd hear people in the class and everybody get an ass whooping. She used to, and her punishments were so severe. Yeah. Like she used to have long nails and then she'd pinch boys like in the inside oh. of their thigh. Like the most, like beat me with a stick. Give us something that we're used to, right? Yeah. She never used to do that. Beat me on my hand. She'd be the kind to, her punishments were fucking, like they were vile. Kind to put pencils in between your fingers and then beat you with a duster. Like she was, yes. So her ways of punishment were projection. And then we realized much later on the way she did whatever she was. She just an unhappy. She was going through it. She was going through it. I think her husband had left her and she was what, what, what. And now she was trying to, and you could tell when she was trying to like come up on like other teachers at the school and everyone was talking about her. Other teachers talk shit about her. Like she was just, she was an unhappy woman. And wherever she was, the unhappiness was related to us as yeah. children. Like we were kids, and we're not even your kids. We're other people's yeah. children who are paid, who you're paid for us to be to under protect. your care. Yeah. And this is what you do, really and truly. I really hope she's suffering. Yeah. She does not deserve happiness. That's terrible. Not to children. You don't do that. You don't do that to kids. You don't do that to kids. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me shivers. I imagine. Your kid is in someone's care like that. And nah, they're kind of suffering. And nah, then now nah, they come nah, home nah, and they're nah, healing. Nah. And then you're Are like, they still ass whooping in Kenya? Have they kind of removed yes. that? Nah, I feel like when I was leaving, they were removing them a little bit. Okay. I know my cousin is in school who gets beaten pretty well. Mm. Again, it depends on the school you went to. Mm. Like, I know some schools I went to, we were not touched. Our laundries were being done. All we could do was detention. Some schools I went to, my God, we were beaten from here to heaven. Remember the parades of shame? Oh, you get bit in front of the parade, man. Oh, Those things. I, used to like that. I never experienced that, luckily, because I was such a great kid. But And mm. also the thought of my father knowing that I was bitten. My, however, my dad, sorry for critical, he used to come to school and tell the teachers, if she misbehaves a very tiny bit, whoop her ass. don't call me. Whoop her ass. Don't even bother calling me. Just... And then I hope he's not whooping my ass. Actually, 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 last thing. Do you think as a society we we're overdiagnosed? Diagnosed. The reason I bring this up is I'm sure you've seen the video going on on Twitter of this very beautiful girl crying while doing her makeup that she's been um hug stabbed or hug deprived. Just the hug someone. You know what, yeah. Things like that, like overdiagnosis. I feel is very much a like I don't want sex first world problem. <laughs> I was about to say white people problem, but it's not. This is a black girl. Yeah, my sister's a white doctor. No, she's yeah. a white doctor. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of these things are first world problems, okay. and not because. And this is from experience. Like I have 
my family works in the healthcare yeah. sector and everybody, and I see the different dynamics when it comes to mm. perceptions of what it comes to healthcare and everything. Yeah. I feel like as people from a different part of the world, mm. we go to your doctor when it's like you're dying. It's <laughs> It's, it's intense shit going it's on. <laughs> You're at your wit's end, like really and truly. You need it. You need it. And back home, you could even be like that, but you go to the pharmacist and you can get your antibiotics and you can self-medicate. You can be pushing. Like it's... Yeah, like we're not saying it's right. We're not saying it's right, it but that's how it is. And there's a certain... I want to say tenacity, but there's a certain... Tenacity? Yeah, it's certain tenacity that is built for us. So much so that we don't really, we don't go to our doctors and we don't seek diagnosis until we're at the core of it. Because really and truly, your body, and I was dipping this the other day, I was like, you know, your body is just made up of cells. Mm -hmm. Like really and truly, you come from a single cell that's multiplied into many, many cells. Mm -hmm. And there's only so many cells, cells, so many types of cells can generate. And in the process of generations, obviously, outside factors and everything just affects it, which makes you sick, yada, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. So when you factor all that in, in your body right now, I could bet you there's a million things that could be found wrong with you. Yeah, honey. If you looked. If you looked, you'd find them. 100%. From your feet to your fingers to your whatever. I know it's the other day that my finger, my oh, knuckles. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. always there's something. something. There's definitely always something. Yeah. And then you factor in environmental factors. Yeah. And then as a woman, stress. you factor in hormonal factors and stress and everything like that. Definitely, there's no way those millions of cells, billions of cells in your body are working and functioning at an optimum level 24-7. You're not going to be okay, right? So there's some core things that I feel like you, as a human being, need to be able to take care of yourself. And you don't need to seek the doctor. You're overcrowding our medical practices, guys. Yeah, I feel like something like touch starvation and like maybe I'm going through too much because, okay, I'm just going to hug someone then. Go go and touch yourself. Like it's really and truly, like they have weighted blankets for that now. Like there is something, there's a solution and that's the thing. It's just, if you want a diagnosis, you'll find find it. Because bet you there's a doctor somewhere willing to give you that diagnosis. Hundred percent. Give me, man. Doctors are just people with medical degrees. 100%. That's where it ends. Everything else that comes with diagnosing, everything like that, yeah. is comes from experience, yeah. <laughs> or either comes from. I it bet you, as you're sitting in your doctor's that. office, your doctor is googling your symptoms. I could I bet you mm. they have a Wikipedia in there. There's a doctor's little Bible. Yeah. They type in your symptoms. They give you diagnoses. Yeah. They give you what test it takes, so they yeah. can say possible. Yeah. So they can rule out possible. Yeah diagnosis yeah. so as i said that your doctor is just a human being yeah. who happens to have gone to school and yeah. <laughs> learned a bit extra and then they're gone and they're a bit extra yes and then go and apply their life experiences to it so your doctor and your relationship with your doctor and how they diagnose you is very personal yeah and very subjective yeah. go seek a second opinion always always Especially like with touch starvation. If it's if you don't have to touch starvation, please. Go hug. Go hug. Tell them to give you a hug. Oh, and you know why I asked you this? Because I'm like, maybe it's because I don't like touch. No. Because well, I asked Nicole, maybe. Because mm. they say that like, it stemmed from COVID and stuff. And like, I can understand the loneliness that comes from it. But that we're almost out of, completely out of COVID. Buy a damn, there is, to- like, there is things for this. There's actually, Buy a bear, man. There's, cuddly t- there's cuddly bears that actually hug you. 
Yeah, I'm actually saying the mechanical bears that actually hug you. If it's hug that you want, go and hug. It's really that simple. Put a sign on your body and say hug me, hug please. Me. I think it's just another word for like I'm lonely and I need friends. Yes, I think it's just that. It's just that. It's just that. It's just not everything is a medical diagnosis, man. It's <laughs> because none of us are okay. Yeah, <laughs> we all have problems. Songs of the week. Of the week. Of the fortnight, actually. I have been bumping to this new Major League and Major Laser and Joe Boy song. Okay. Called Designer. Let me add it. Let me go to it. I'll be rocking my designer. But you can I don't find. know how to. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, shit. Come. Tony Tomato. You want to. Designer? Mm-hmm. In the club, yeah. and you can really hear the low key and cool. Ah, there it is. There it is. Okay, this is good. Yeah, Major League does good shit. They do really good stuff. I'm lyrics to songs, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every day. <laughs> okay, I can be your provider. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been rocking my designer. Nobody flyer. Or a teacher, my like I bet you supplier. I know go fit tire. I know retire. I can be your provider. Be your sponsor. Oh, yeah, Shekamo. Okay. This is good. Okay, I'm cool. I'll be rocking my... Nice. What's that, Joe Boy? Major laser, major league. Major league. Okay, good all job. The, all the majors. It's major squared. Majors, man. Next one. Next one is completely different vibe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a it's been a fortnight. It's okay, been a fortnight. one week. <laughs> one week. One week we're here. The other week. The week we're here is life. I go back to 
actually, which one? Hmm. There's two. Okay. But I did Jesse Rise last week, didn't I? Believe so. I think I did. Yeah. You know what? I might do Jesse Rise again, just okay. because I am such. This woman is so underrated. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like people to need to listen song. to her enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, promoter. Hmm? Okay, promoter. Jesse, listen, sis. Just come to Australia. Yeah. I feel like I deserve a VIP. Yeah. Yeah. V- VIP. VIP. Um. Figures, Jesse Ryers, but the Daniel Caesar, um, yeah, mm-hmm. version. Completely different vibe. Have you heard this? I think I have. Fingers. I'm the bad guy. I can't learn to trust. I love it already. Fingers. You say sorry once and you think it's enough. I got a line up of guys and a line up of guys begging for me just to give them a chance. Figures, I'm willing to stay cause I'm sick for your love. Wish I could hurt you back. Love, what would you do if you couldn't get me back? You're the one who's gonna lose something so special, something so real. Tell me, boy, how in the fuck would you feel if you couldn't wow. get me back? That's why I wish that I could do. Then sometimes they cry, guys. Soweto. 
Back this year, I will distribute. You won't do it for me. I will distribute. You do it to me. <laughs> Things can't just be happening around me. <laughs> so yeah, guys, if you if there's something you want to do, just do it. She means in like taking risks, like start that business. If there's someone you want to go for to, that promotion, talk to you, talk to, to that boss. <laughs> Focus on yourself, sis. Don't let your don't text that. Don't text that man. Don't text no. Your head from moving. Send the text, man. Grind. <laughs> You know this song. I fuck. This song took me through a heartbreak, like no other. You know this song. You know this song. You know the one who showed me this song, guys. Mm. It's my heartbreak. Turn to a heartbreak yeah. playlist. <laughs> Broken heart is all that's left. There's nothing more to me. Are you okay? 
with the lyrics. Like the silence. I'm afraid of all I am. My mind feels like a foreign land. Fuck me, this man was going through it. It's tough, man. Is he okay now? <laughs> I don't know. You can't be okay from this shit. Wait. I spent all of the love I We were always a losing game. Small town boy in a big arcade. I got addicted to a losing game. You want to talk about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm just never gonna meet my kids. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I should have played the um remix. Why are you yawning so much? Do you not sleep? I know I did. And I've eaten. I think it's a napping sleep. Yeah, yeah. Not when you can. Yeah. I still carried on. I saw the end before it began. <laughs> Anyway, guys, this is my song. <laughs> Check out the playlist. <laughs> the newest Loving you is a losing game. game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to be like what I always say. You don't reach to the bridge. <laughs> I don't need your games. Game over. But still send that text. Get me off this roller coaster. Imagine being in a roller coaster. I've been in one. You don't want to be in it. <laughs> I've been in a fucking tumble of a roller coaster. Oh, wow. Ah, what did um. I just said? No, guys, we actually deliver all the time. Like, really and truly. There's only one. And even that, it would just. I think that's probably like our, our only serious episode. I'm surprised I actually got. Those are our songs for the week. They're on the playlist, which is on our website uh, and also on our link. Tree. On so our link tree, if you check out our Instagram. Yeah. Um, thank you again for tuning in with us, guys, for another hectic episode of Organized Chaos. Please make sure, if you had not already, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, organizedchaos.pod. All those links you'll find... And check out our website. You find all those links on our website. And for the girlies living in Adelaide or the ones who wouldn't travel to, if you haven't gotten your ticket to Sisterhood in the Vines, there might not be any available now. But if they are, get on it. Get on it. It's gonna be a great. You don't want to miss out. It's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. We're so, so, so excited. Got so much planned for you guys and just pure enjoyment. Pure I think vibes. we're really looking forward to it, and hopefully the weather aligns with us. And even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't, we bring the sun. We're in it. We yeah, are the sun. Mm-hmm. If you can bring some autumn colors with you, I can't wait to get a group picture. I've really been yeah, looking for that. Our I first know. group pic, and we should start creating an album as well. You know, I'm very sentimental. Mm. But yeah, that's us, guys. Let's go celebrate or cry with Mother Mary as we. Right. I'm out. <laughs> this is this is where now blasphemy starts to enter. I will not be a part of this singing. <laughs>